0: This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo-Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Pastor Taylor, your host, and today we dive into a brand new teaching series at Good Shepherd called Who God Says You Are. Today's focus is on you being wanted. And we'll jump into the preaching text, Ephesians 1, 3-6. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he's poured out on us who belong to his dear Son. We jump into our preaching this week. This is Life in FM. When you look in the mirror, what is it that you see? Is it an achiever, a failure, a dreamer? Is it you? Are you in the future? Are you in the past? Do you even see yourself at all? And however you answered that question, why do you suppose it was that you answered it in that particular way? Something in the past, something in this very moment, a hope or worry that you carry into the future. Now, our life experiences in the past and even the present hopes and plans that we're prioritizing and working our way toward in the future, it affects us in the here and now. However, like Jeff Bridges' conundrum of misidentification of the dude and Jeffrey Lebowski, I think that we are often caught in the middle of a case that is mistaken identity. And while Pastor Taylor probably shouldn't endorse this movie, band leader Taylor says that it's one of his favorites. In our new teaching series, Who God Says You Are, we're going to dig into not just how we perceive ourselves and each other, but how God sees us and who God created us to be and how that affects how we see the world around us. To look deeper than what we simply see in the mirror and no matter our current circumstances, We can find our identity as beloved children of God. But while we're all God's beloved, you are also uniquely and wonderfully you. So who are you? New year, new you is a description that many of us have embraced at one point or another. And finding ourselves a few weeks into the new year, you're again invited to take a snapshot or glimpse of life in the here and now and just simply sit with it for a moment where are you now? How did you get here? The bad news is, today is sunshine, tomorrow can be cloudy or snowy, always windy. The good news is, if you're not happy at this moment, where you are now doesn't have to be where you'll end up. And the truth is, this goes vice versa. So as we look at ourselves one more time in the mirror, before we get into what God says about us, I really want to hit home on what we say about ourselves. There's a quote that I've seen floating around the World Wide Web, and it's attributed to Carl Bard, though I'm not sure that he actually said it. Still, the words are simple yet profound, and they speak to this theme in a way that I think can engage everybody gathered here in conversation. He says this, although no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Think about that for a moment. Although no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Part of our brand new might be loving ourselves like God loves us for the first time in a while. Part of our brand new might be recommitting to living a life of faith. And this is needed work for all of us as individuals and as the church. Discovering our true selves can transform the lives that we live 24-7. The experiences we partake in, how we share it with others. You see, who you are matters. And if we have a skewed view of ourselves, we probably have a skewed view of other people too. And while not everyone is kind and well-intentioned, it's probably okay to furrow our brow on occasion The moment that we begin doing the dance of labeling or avoiding or separating is the moment that we begin to view humanity through a lens of mistaken identity. Where the unity that Christ gave the world on the cross is set aside. Where we assume that God can't possibly be for them. Where we're superior and others are inferior. Whatever it may be in your life and whatever side of the conversation you land on today, know it's not the way that God desired for us. You see, God created the world and we're told that it was good. And throughout the Old Testament, we heard time and time again the things that we did to God, that we did to creation, that we did to each other, that just weren't that good. And we still do this today, if we're honest. If we're in a low point today, I hope that you stay strong, that you seek help. Find somebody to talk to. Be true to yourself about your needs. If you're at a high point, give thanks to God. Something I don't think we always do when we're at a high. I often feel like there are many more high points in life, at least for myself, and I'm very thankful for that. But I'm also imperfect. I have anxiety. I have shame. I have worry. And I often wonder, for myself and for other people, when you leave that high and you make yourself down the mountain, what happens when our circumstances begin to shift, when we're on the other side of judgment, when we are at our lowest point, when we can't recognize the person that's staring back at us in the mirror, when we have mistaken identity. Now, in this new year, I invite you to take a pause collectively to rest and to reset As individuals and as a church, I want you all to know that you are loved, you are wanted, you have value far beyond these walls, and God wants you to claim that identity this year. So I'll ask again, who are you? In our high and low points of life, we need to be the reminder of our identity. Now we have a sign hanging in our house at the the Wilson household that says, Remember who you are and whose you are it inspires me to be reminded every single day, not only of who God is, but how God sees the world, how God sees me, and how God is inviting me to see the world that God created and loves, to seek unity, to live boldly. Now, in our preaching text today, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he said, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Because we are united in Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So again, here's that reminder that God created us to be good and to be loved. But we don't always live into that love and we're not always good. But God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this is what he wanted to do And it gave him great pleasure, we're told. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he's poured out upon us through his dear son. If you take nothing away from today, more than this, be okay. I want you to hear these words. You are loved. You are chosen. You're a part of God's family. And we're called to share in this love together, unconditionally with each other. So how do you remember this truth? of your identity and of God's active work in your life and the call for us to share it. Maybe it's a song this week that will meet you not just in this moment, but will spill into the rest of your week like the constant reminder that God is love and we are God's beloved. For me, it's the song that we just sang together, I am who you say I am. It's this modern song that speaks perfectly to how I envision a conversation with God and a proclamation of how I'm going to live out this conversation out loud in the world, just as I am. And they're simple words, but they're words that I believe we need to hear, words that we need to claim and proclaim. So when we hear these words, I'm chosen, not forsaken, I am who you say I am. You're for me, not against me, I am who you say I am. And who the Son sets free, oh, is free indeed, if we get to claim that I'm a child of God, yes, I am. And in my father's house, there is a place for me. I am a child of God. Yes, I am. Now this song might be new to some of you. My three-year-old, my three-year-old has it memorized. And while there's moments where more depth is desired for me in worship, there are other times when the church and the language that we use actually serves as an unintentional divider to those who gather in our sanctuary, members and guests alike. It's why we sing Jesus Loves Me here at Good Shepherd when we baptize kiddos, because we want individuals of all ages, even our youngest members, to hear and experience the gospel in the simplest of ways. No matter our circumstances, as we ask this question of who God says we are, This is who we are. It's here in the song. We're chosen, not forsaken. We have a God who's for us and invites us to be for each other. Now in Christ Jesus, we're set free. We're children of God. And we get to be in the place of God's presence. And I pray you know that you have a place here at this church. And we're wanted so much by God that he not only sent his son to correct us in our errors, but ultimately had his own flesh and blood take on our sin because of brokenness and the humanity around us that just couldn't follow through. And I'm right there with it. That very same God continues to send the Spirit down to be among us, to accompany us in our highs and lows of life so that we might claim these titles of chosen, of beloved, of enough, we also look at those that have come before us, at this church and, and many churches, and we give thanks for the songs that were impactful, not just then, but even today, that they continue to make a difference, sung here around the world. Sometimes some of those songs do make their way into the contemporary service, but I want you to know there's beautiful music at the first service as well. One of the things I want to highlight today is a, a song that we're going to be singing on Sunday morning at 8.30 And it's the alternate verses of a song called, I Love to Tell the Story. Maybe you're familiar with this song. This is a more poetic way to live out these words. They were written in the 1800s. So the language is a little bit different than here in the 2020s. But it reminds us of who we are in him. And who we are as God's beloved and forgiven children of God. And what our call is to do boldly because of what Jesus did for each and every one of us because of our identity in god check out these words christ jesus pure and holy without a spot or stain by wicked hands was taken was crucified and slain and now the word is finished the sinner's debt is paid because of christ the righteous the sin of all was laid a wonderful redemption the price of sin is paid salvation is accomplished my heart is unafraid For God has raised Christ Jesus to show the work was done. His glorious resurrection declared the victory won. And finally, the Savior of all people has brought his peace to you. Now go and tell the story, for others need it too. To every land and nation, ring out the gospel call. Proclaim that Christ is risen and grants his peace to all. Good Shepherd, I love to tell the story will be my theme in glory to tell the old old story of jesus and his love i know that there are moments especially in this pandemic but much further than that where this church might feel like two or three different churches depending on the time that you worship where your friends might go and the hospitality etc i know there's preferences for the words that we use the songs we sing sometimes even the way that we look or dress In 2022, it's my prayer that these aren't the things that will define us as individuals or as the church, but instead when we look in the mirror, we'll see somebody that's wanted by God, that's loved by God. We'll see value in ourselves and the identity that we have as his beloved child, and that we'll take his call seriously to share that love with those around us. Now as we continue in our series, Who God Says You Are?, I pray that we not only cling to and reclaim this identity, but we commit to creating space for others to do so as well. So, Good Shepherd, go and tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we are grateful to be your children. God, we have such an opportunity to grow closer to you and to be sent out to share your love with others. And in this season of COVID and disunity and everything else in the world, God, I pray that you would just send your spirit down to be uh, among leaders, among important figures and communities, uh, among people in our church, God, that we can keep our eyes focused on you and be sent out to be transformative, to be unifying, to be your beloved. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Check back weekly for new content. And if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org/giving for a one-time or recurring gift, or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321. Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in F.M.